Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hanging on the drivehubler.com studios. You miss any of our conversations. You can always find those at 1075thefan.com. Download the app. You can take us anywhere uh, in the world streaming. We always appreciate when you make us a part of your morning querying company coming your way at noon at 3 o'clock is JMV. All right, let's go on out to the Payless Liquors Hotline. Boy, do we uh, really appreciate Rick Carlisle, Pacers head coach, joining us this morning. Uh, coach, I know it's early. We appreciate Appreciate it. How are you on this fine Wednesday? What's the temperature there? Uh, five to four degrees. I'm being told. Yeah, four wow. degrees. <clears throat> Let me first start off by saying that uh, I uh, cannot talk about anything having to do with trade rumors. That's one thing. Um, second thing is that uh, Tyrese is making uh, steady, uh, steady progress and uh, has had no setbacks, so that's good news. Um, we've had a couple of rough games here, uh, you know, after the first win in Atlanta, which was a, which was a good win. And uh, so it's dark here in Sacramento. It's 6.30 in the morning. So there you go. Well, at least it's warmer than it is here, Coach, well, if you're looking for well, positive. Well, Coach, can we do this? Everyone's like, you know, because we were talking you know, out west, you know, we didn't know if we were going to have you this week, which is totally understandable. We always appreciate your time. And I kind of made a joke. I'm like, I just figured coaches are always up watching game film. So I didn't know if we were actually waking you up or if you've been up for two hours watching game film or not. Well, when you come out here, you know, there's a tendency to wake up early anyway because of the time change. And uh, presumably you've been on, been on Eastern time for quite some time. So, um, you know, it's it's not that big a deal. Um, this is a interesting trip because it kind of starts east and moves gradually further west. And then, uh, then it kind of meanders back toward the east, um, you know, with the last game being in Phoenix. Um, one of the interesting things about the, the trip is that, uh, you know, on the way back, <clears throat> we are, uh, we're going to be going through Tucson. So we're going to play Portland on Friday night, uh, Saturday morning, we will go from Portland and, uh, the entire group will fly to Tucson. So, uh, Ben Matherin is being, uh, um, honored at the university, university of Arizona. I presume at halftime of their game against UCLA in their ring of honor. So, uh, that's great. A, a lot of people, uh, a lot of players, coaches will, uh, will go directly to the, uh, the arena at Arizona, um, for that ceremony and, um, the rest of the travel party will go, you know, get on a bus and go in the, and the equipment truck will go from Tucson to Phoenix, which is, I think about an hour and a half or something, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but, uh, that'll be a, a really nice, um, event for Ben. Um, and uh, you know, he's a two-year player at Arizona. Any, anytime you're talking ring of honor, that's a pretty big deal in any sport. So we're very happy for him. Rick Carlisle with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. You mentioned and you gave us the update on Tyrese Halliburton. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys are kind of walking wounded, though, whether it be Bruce Brown or Neesmith or Ben Matherin. Can you give us what do you feel comfortable update-wise on those guys and their injuries? Well, we have a practice today um, in Sacramento. 
and we'll be on the court at noontime and I'll have a better idea of where we are at that point in time. Um, you know, Matherin's situation we don't believe is serious. Uh, you know, we also have Neesmith who has missed games, you know, um, Bruce has been has been recovering, you know, uh, with with good very good progress. His situation with the knee. Um, who else? <laughs> we got we got a few other aches and pains and nicks, but um, we'll find out we'll find out more today. But uh, but Tyrese is the one that uh, you know I, a lot of people are thinking about because um, of how how important he is to our team and. You know, all these guys are because we really are a, a, a some of the some of the parts operation here. Um, but he's doing uh, he's doing well. He was uh, granted permission to uh, take a detour last night. He went to the BYU Iowa State game up in Provo. Uh, that didn't go so well for his uh, his alma mater. I saw the score this morning, but uh, he uh, he was back here last night, and so uh, he'll be with us today. One last thing on Halliburton from me, Coach, and again, thank you for the time, especially with the time zone change here on this Wednesday morning. Are, is the expectation still will not play on the West Coast trip, reevaluated when you guys get back? That's the expectation. Yeah, I mean, uh, but we'll see. I, you know, he, he's making he's making progress. Um, I should say he's making steady progress, and um, and so you know, we'll see what's what today. I, I know there have been a lot of clips of him on the court shooting, doing some running, uh, things like that. And um, so, I, again, all things all things considered, when this happened a week ago, this past Monday, um, you know, I mean, the, the news was, was very good initially in terms of the MRI. And then, uh, you know, as, as he's kind of cycled through the first week plus, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good positive signs. Thursday is the midway, and again, Rick Carlisle joins us coming up back-to-back Sacramento-Portland uh, here coming up uh, Thursday and Friday night for the Pacers here on their West Coast trip. Uh, Thursday, I think, is the midway point of the season. I guess just kind of big picture, I'll leave it pretty open-ended. Uh, what have your general thoughts been? Certainly a lot of ebbs and flows through the first half of the year, but what are your general thoughts on what you've seen from your team through the first half? Well, many positives, uh, for sure. Um a lot of people will hearken back to the to the in season tournament, the run that was made there. That was exciting. Um, you know, we hit the reset button after Christmas with some pretty significant lineup changes, and uh, you know, a greater emphasis on defense. And uh, you know, we've, we're 12 games into the in, into the lineup change. You know, before the Utah game. Uh, over that uh, 11 game period, we um, have been ranked. We were ranked 12th in the league in defense, which is a significant improvement. That's something that's good. Um, you know, we let go of the rope a little bit in the Utah game, um, and you know they put up 130 or whatever it was. So that was that was disappointing. But we need to get back in the gym today and get get working on things and uh, you know get the wheels back on the wagon.
Rick Carlisle with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Some guys have had to step up and play more minutes, and some young guys you mentioned in the Utah game had to do that as well. Uh, some of those young guys getting more minutes and playing different roles with all the injuries. Uh, how happy, or I guess, how you know what need what what else do they need to do to get more minutes? How would you evaluate guys who have got a little bit more of a chance to play here recently? Well, it's there've been some great opportunities uh, for these guys, and uh, you know, more minutes are, are earned with uh, consistent work, with uh, consistent work in with the G League team when they're assigned there. Um, we we look very closely at their at their day to day habits, and uh, you know, we're we're very vigilant on the importance of building championship habits. Uh, you know, hard play type type of things, consistency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, the guys that got in at the end of the Utah game, there were some, there were some, uh, some very good stretches there. And then, as I said, I mean, we let go of the rope in the last two minutes and let Keontae George knock in some threes. And, you know, our, I think it was pretty clear that the guys that were out there were, were very tired night, night two in a row in in, uh, in altitude, you know, it wasn't, 5,200 feet, but it was 4,300 feet and uh, Utah is playing really well and they were rested. So that's, you know, it's, you come out West, none of this stuff is easy. Um, but, uh, you know, you saw, you saw the guys, the young guys do, do uh, a lot of good things. And you saw some things where, you know, more work is, uh, is, is going to be needed to continue. West Coast trip does continue Sacramento and Portland on a back to back. And then Phoenix as Rick Carlisle mentioned to close things out coming up this weekend um i remember a few i don't know maybe it's a couple of years ago i was listening to kevin pritchard's talk around the trade deadline rick and he mentioned something how you guys like to inform your players if they are involved in trade talks I, i'm curious like what is that discussion or like when do you find it the point to inform guys i i, I from afar i think that'd be like a really delicate balance of like yeah you want to be transparent with your players but you know when is the right time to inform them and do you worry about their psyche moving forward? So how do you approach that with the trade deadline coming up here in a few weeks? Yeah, I think, I don't, I Kevin, I don't know if you heard me when I said I can't talk about trade rumors, but I I understand the question. I appreciate the question. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a unique, it's a unique approach. And, you know, it's, there's not, I don't, I don't think, you know, if you ask Kevin Pritchard and, and Chad Buchanan about this, I don't believe that they would tell you that there is any set formula. I mean, things probably <laughs> would have to be very imminent. And so a lot of, a lot of that stuff comes down to um, the timing and kind of the last, you know, uh, the last minute of things in, in most cases, um, you know, when I don't know, I, I can give you an example because this, this happened uh, basically in our locker room before a game. I mean, we, when Karis Levert was traded to Cleveland, we were actually in Cleveland and um, it was before the game and, you know, got word that the trade was, was virtually, virtually complete. And um, so we, you know, we, we talked to Karis <laughs> it was in my office in the locker room in Cleveland and said, look, this is, you know, 
this is about to happen. We want to give you um, give you the respect of of, uh, of letting you know. And, and I also brought in a couple of other veteran players and and let them know because um, at that time those guys were the leaders of the team, and, and and it's a respect issue, and it's it's also something that um, is part of how we do things. So, yeah, that was. That was one example of it, but there I don't see a, a scenario where they're ever going to be exactly the same. Sure. Well, I appreciate you answering that. Um, last one from me, and I, I know it's not necessarily your sport, Coach, but I thought if you look at the past week or so from a football standpoint, some real titans in that is, industry have retired or you know might be retiring, You know, whether you look at Nick Saban or Pete Carroll – or Bill Belichick, you know, when you look at your run in the NBA and, and, you know, again, maybe age doesn't match up with some of those guys, but why have you kept coaching for as long as you have when, you know, certainly the game has evolved um, a lot from, you know, when you got your first start in the NBA, why, why have you kept going, uh, you know, for more than 20 years? Yeah, well, that's, that's a very reflective question, but I, I, I would say that, um, I just have such great love and respect for the game. I I, I grew up, <laughs> I grew up um, in awe of the NBA from from afar. I, you know, I I grew up in a part of the country that didn't have cable TV. I mean, two of our three TV stations were Canadian um, because I was up in the Canadian border in Augensburg, New York. We had a we didn't have cable. We had a something called a rotor, which is you know if you change channels. You, you you turn the rotor to uh, adjust your antenna to point a different direction. It was either Kingston, Ontario, or um, Ottawa, Ontario, were the two were the two places where there were TV stations other than Watertown, New York. So we had the, we had the CBS affiliate in Watertown, New York, but we didn't have ABC. And and back in those days, that's that was the uh, that was a network that had NBA games. So. If we wanted to watch NBA games, we'd get in the car and drive 10 minutes into the city of Augensburg, and we had friends there that had cable. And so I, I watched it, you know, in 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 great awe from a distance. Grew up watching, you know, um, uh, you know, Al Cinder and Oscar Robertson, and, and of course Al Cinder became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, with Milwaukee. And then I was a Laker fan for a few years when they were dominant. You know, the year they won 72. And then um, then I became really fascinated with the 76ers from afar. And Dr. J was my favorite guy. And, and and through it all, the irony for me was that, you know, I was I was not a Celtic lover at all. And then I ended up, getting, of course, getting drafted by the Celtics um, in, a, in, a, in a year when they had just won the championship and didn't really think I had any chance in hell of making that team. But then. So sometimes if you're a role type player like me, the best thing to do is get uh, drafted by a team that, that has some real superstar talent. And then maybe you can be one of the guys that fits in. And so um, all that worked out. And I just, you know, I, I just love the game. I, and you know, I went from five years as a player to my last shot with, with the Nets, uh, with Bill Fitch. Um, I made the team for a month and then he, cut me and offered me a coaching job in the same phone call. I worked for him for three years and Chuck Daly for two years in New Jersey. And, you know, Chuck, Chuck used uh, a great phrase. He said, um, you know, love and respect for the game 
is is such is such an important part of how things go in your career. Um, and so I just I always had great love and great respect for the game. I, I I would listen so intently to guys like Chuck, you know, on on charter flights from city to city, and um, and then and then from there, I mean, I was an assistant for eleven years, got my shot as a head coach, and you know, I've been asked over the years, you know, you know, the, the question you asked similarly, um, but you know, what are your what are your what are your passions in life? Um, you know, the uh, n- number one is, is family, you know, my wife, Donna, my, my daughter, Abby, they're, they're number one, but uh, I love the game and I, and I, and I love to lead and to teach. And um, I have seven former assistant coaches that have gone on to become NBA head coaches. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things I'm most proud of. Um, I've got multiple people on this staff that are NBA head coaching material. Lloyd Pierce, obviously being, um, the one that's uh, that's the most obvious, and um, and so it's just it's a great game, and, and I it, you know such a blessing to be back um, in Indiana, Indianapolis, where so many important parts of my career have happened. You know, I went I went from being an opponent prep guy in Portland as an assistant to being Larry Bird's offensive coordinator, doing practice plans every day. Etc. And that and that really elevated my my confidence to become a head coach. Um, took a year off. You know, ended up getting the Detroit job for a couple of years. <laughs> we competed very intensely with the Pacers, and then ended up back with the Pacers. You know, and then that was a four year run, and then uh, you know an amazing thirteen year run in Dallas with uh, with Nowitzki and 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 Doncic and and Jason Kidd and Jason Terry. And great ownership all 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 along the way. So just you know, very very blessed to be back in Indy. You know, with uh, with an exciting young group. And the one thing I'll say about you know all the conversations, um, uh, whether they be about trades, about the ascension of our team, or whatever, is that um, we have an exciting thing going in in Indianapolis with the Pacers, and people are talking about the Pacers. Um, and high-level players around the NBA uh, are talking about playing with Tyrese Halliburton with the players, and that's something to get really excited about if you're a Pacer fan or part of the Pacers organization. Last, last one, Rick, and thank you very much for that answer. Um, I know your love also extends off the floor as well. Did I see correctly that the uh, Drive and Dish initiative that you are spearheading now, uh, the first delivery of meals, I think 500 boxes, happened earlier this week? That's right. 500 boxes per week of uh, 20, ton, 20 pound boxes of produce um, going out to Christamore House and uh, Edna Martin um, Christian Center. Uh, uh, both are uh, community houses in uh, in Indianapolis. Very, very proud to be part of this. And I just want to mention the people that have made it possible. You know, it's it's uh, myself, Steve Simon. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, a good a good friend who's now a season ticket holder, Clay South from USA Upstar, has uh, has donated a significant amount of money. Um, Joe Sunderman from uh, Penn Station Subs is is a contributor, and uh, our own Mark Boyle is uh, is a significant contributor as well. And I'm, I'm very grateful for for all of those folks. And this is an opportunity to really address food insecurity in Marion County at, at, a, at a very high level. So we're, 
we're grateful to uh, 913 Logistics, uh, to Gleaners, and all the folks that are helping out. But uh, this this is an exciting initiative, and uh, and we're in this for the long haul. Appreciate you guys asking. You bet. Yeah, Congrats great. on great. that, Coach. Good luck tomorrow night, and uh, safe travels the rest of the uh, road trip, and really appreciate you uh, making time for us despite the time change. So thank you for that. Okay, good talking to you guys. Take care. Rick Carlisle, Payless Liquors Hotline. We are way over. We'll be back to round things out.